0: Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP. The only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is the podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Hey everybody, welcome back to a solo episode here on Digging into the Pet Industry. I am Nancy Hassel, your host, and today I'm actually covering a topic that pertains to both pet professionals, specifically pet professionals that are hands-on working with dogs or really any other animal, but dogs primarily, whether you own a pet retail store, you are a groomer, a dog training facility, doggy daycare, pet sitter, anything like that, um, vendor at a pet expo, any of those things. And this also pertains to pet parents because I'm going to have information for both. So the title of the broadcast today or the podcast is Pet Safety in Your Store, How My Dog Almost Choked. It is not clickbait. This is actually What happened to me in the late fall of 2022 and with my own personal dog, and I just wanted to give you guys, you know, some thought processing, some ideas on what to do if you find yourself in this situation, whether you are a pet parent or a pet professional. So I'm going to have some tips and advice at the end. So we're gonna jump into story time of what actually happened with my dog Cody. He's a micro influencer, total plug. If you want to check him out on TikTok or Instagram, at Cody the Blue Nose, and that's C O D Y. Um, but you, if you know me and, and you've met Cody, you know he's a happy-go-lucky, super friendly dog. Um, he loves people. He loves other animals. He's just the the sweetest dog. I rescued him when he was about 10 or 11 months old from the local municipal animal shelter. But his favorite thing in the world, which I'm sure many dog owners could relate to is food. (laughs) I don't know if he was starved before he went to the shelter or what, but he just loves anything food. And from somebody that has had Um, a finicky dog in the past and a dog that was, you know, mid between loving food and being finicky and then getting Cody who loves anything. Right. Um, It's kind of funny. So, and he's very vocal. So Cody's been to a lot of places with me. I take him to a lot of places. He's traveled with me. He's been to pet professional events, trade shows and the such. And whenever I have to go do an errand to a pet store Um, or any place that, you know, is dog friendly, I could bring him, right? So I happen to be shopping um, back in the late fall in a local um, big box chain retailer store for little tiny dog treats. And if you're listening, come back for a second, little tiny dog treats that I always buy him at this specific chain store because they don't sell them anywhere else. Um, and you know, I buy it probably once a month, they're little teeny tiny dog training treats and he loves to eat those treats. And I put them in a treat ball, I use train them for training, all of the things. And we're walking around the store and I usually go around dinner time. So it's just a little less crowded. Don't have to wait online, that kind of thing. And we're walking around, we're checking out the aquatic section, looking at all the things, looking at all the pet products, seeing what's new. And doing a little training with him. And Cody is very boisterous, very excited to be inside of a pet store. You would think each time that he goes, it is the actual first time he's ever been there. He has the same reaction every time. It's really funny. And so there weren't too many customers in the store that evening. And there was an employee that um, was working the cash register and a manager there. And the employee that was working the cash register was laughing at Cody's, you know, a ruining and antics and silliness that he was doing that he always does. And she was petting him and asking me questions. And the manager was cracking up, laughing at just the ridiculous constant noise that he makes. I like to say Cody out talks me if you can believe it or not. And anyway, so the manager was like, Oh, Hey, can he have a treat? And I, I'm going to stop right there as an industry overall in the past 20 years, I commend everybody in the industry for asking that question. Can I give your dog a treat? Can he have a treat? Is he allergic to anything? And that's where I think the, can your dog have a treat stems from, right? Because a lot of dogs have different kinds of allergies. Um, And so I think as an industry, everywhere you go, no matter where you are, people say, can your dog have a treat or can I give your dog a treat? And so I commend everybody for that. And I said, yes, because Cody does not have any food allergies. And we've been to that place many, many times. And the treats that they give are usually very small. So, you know, the manager walked away, the other employees still, you know, fussing over Cody and the manager comes back and this, the onus is on me for this. And I'm going to get to a few tips and stuff as a pet parent, you should pay attention to, but the onus is also on the um, manager and any employee that walked over because instead of he asked me, yes, he asked me, can I, can your dog have a treat? But he, as he walked over, he had a much bigger treat than I would ever give Cody based on knowing how Cody loves to inhale food. If you ever had a Labrador retriever that likes to inhale food, Cody's very much like that. He is a pit bull, but it's the same thing. He likes to inhale food. He doesn't eat his food fast, but treats and stuff like that. It's like he doesn't chew. Anything that is natural or healthy, kind of like carrots, blueberries, broccoli, all those type of things, he'll chew them. (laughs) But when it comes to dog treats, he just doesn't chew. So that is why I buy him teeny tiny dog training treats. And if I do get him any kind of biscuits, they are like three ingredients, super tiny treats. Cause I know if I toss him one, he'll most likely inhale it and not chew it. So the manager walks over and he, before saying anything to him, I'm not focused on him. I was talking to the lady focused on the dog. He did not ask me, is this size of a treat or is this treat? Okay which would have been if I was managing the store or in general saying to anybody that I was giving, is this okay? Because a lot of people do that as well. Is this okay? And as he came over, I realized it was a really big uh, well-known brand name dog treat that I don't usually give Cody. And it was way bigger than any treat I would ever give him. Cause I know in his excitement in the store, he's just going to try to eat it as fast as possible as if it was a bigger treat and I was at home, I would break it into small pieces and you know, give him little pieces of the treat. Um, and he probably would not inhale it as fast at home. But you know, your dog is in a state of excitement. Oh my God, here comes this big treat. In the split second, I noticed the guy had this huge treat. I didn't even get the full chance to say, oh, can you break that? I started to say it. And as I started to say it, Cody had the whole thing in his mouth and he chomped it a little cause it was so big. He couldn't swallow that hole. And then he proceeded to start choking. Um, now I did not panic in the situation. It's not my first rodeo with Cody inhaling something and choking on it and spitting it back up, chewing a little more and swallowing it is which is what he did in the situation. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. It could have been a big deal, Um, but he was choking and I said, Oh, you're choking coach Chew it, crunch it, eat it, go slow, you know? So he was able to pull some of it back up out of his throat. He crunched a little bit of it. And then you could see he was straining and struggling to swallow that very large, very dry treat down his throat. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I should not have, (laughs) I didn't say anything to the manager and I should have like, Oh, next time, you know, make sure it's smaller. Um, whatever I may have, I can't even remember. I was just like, "Ugh, Cody, you know, that's, that's his MO and he was okay. And luckily we were parked right out front and I always put fresh water in his dog bowl. So he drank almost that whole bowl of, do- of water when we got back into the car to leave. So that was the first instance. And of course, you know, the onus on me is that I should have stopped the guy. I should have said, Oh, Hey, can you make sure it's a small treat? I just assumed that it was a small treat because that's usually what they give in this particular chain store. So that was that. We left. Cody was fine. Takes it in stride. Not even a big, he's not, he's over it in two seconds, right? So then three days later, (laughs) I kid you not, three days later, I was at a pet expo and I'm walking around the pet expo with Cody saying hi to people I knew. It was outdoors, um, you know, all of the things. And I go over to a vendor booth that I happen to know that I'm a big fan of and love their, uh, they have a retail location. They have a few mom and pop type of store and was chit-chatting with them. And as I was chit-chatting with them, one of their employees who knows Cody, because we go to their store often, um, saw him and she asked me, oh, can he have a couple of treats, right? Which is usually the norm. And I said, yes, but just make sure they're really small because he, you know, choked the other day at the pet store and um, she was like, oh yeah, no problem. So she was giving him treats, little tiny pieces of treats, you know, making him do some tricks and all of that. And I was talking with the owners and like everything was fine. Hunky Dory, we're having a great time. Cody was having fun. And then that employee walked over to help somebody that was coming into the booth And a few minutes later, I noticed um, another employee who was younger coming over towards us. I didn't think anything of it, did not see that she had a treat in her hand right away. And before anything could be said or done, she asked Cody, (laughs) do you want a treat? Which we all tend to do, right? We'll look at a cute dog and we'll be like, oh, would you like a treat? You know, it's just commonplace in the industry, right? Um, And then, of course, most people go and say, oh, is it okay if I give your dog a treat or whatever? Now, the treat that this employee had was it's about the size of a silver dollar and it's about a third of an inch thick and it's hard and dry. I will tell you, I bought these treats before for my dog. I just break them up into little pieces. Um, It's a one ingredient treat. It's actually a really fantastic treat as long as you break them up. And so. As she was walking over to me, I see it at the corner of my eye. I'm paying attention to Cody. I'm having a conversation. If you've ever been in that situation, you know how it goes, bit busy, busy Pet Expo. And she said, oh, do you want a treat? I didn't see that she had an actual treat already in her hand. I thought she was going to ask me and then go and get one. And she handed him the entire big, hard, round, a third of an inch thick treat, size of a silver dollar. So of course, Cody was like, jackpot bingo score whatever a dog is thinking when they see that treat his eyes got real big and he grabbed it from her did you know that there are over 70 pet business events conferences and trade shows in the pet industry every year in the united states since 2013 we have been compiling and sharing those events with our sought after pet industry events calendar it's our gift to the industry Grab yours today by going to AmericanPetProfessionals.com forward slash pet event calendar and let us know what industry event you will be at. As she was handing it to him, it happened again so fast. If you've ever been in these situations, these things happen quickly. As she was handing it to him, I started to say, oh, wait, could you? And he had the whole thing in his mouth. And then this was the scary part he actually did start choking. So if you've never seen what it looks like when a dog is choking, when they have something in their mouth, they start to paw at their jaw. And I was watching him like a hawk. As soon as she gave it to him, he crunched about two small pieces off of it. And then a big chunk of that, again, the size of a um, silver dollar, if not bigger, chunk a part of that went down into his throat and he couldn't breathe. Like it was blocking his airway. And I have actually taken pet CPR and first aid certification course. So I don't think that the dogly Heimlich remover in this situation would have done anything because of the type of treat that it was and all of that. So I did not panic. Again, this was not my first rodeo, not my first dog. If you're a long-term dog owner, have had many different dogs, you were probably pulling things out of your dog's mouth or your puppy's mouth. It's just the way it goes, right? And I realized, oh my gosh, he is actually choking. He spit out the first two pieces that were in his mouth or they just fell out on the ground out of his mouth as the one piece was choking him. He started to, he didn't panic, but he was like trying to get the treat out. And I just opened his mouth, shoved my hand in there. Now, mind you, you know, some people will say don't do that, but in the moment you're going to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, Or I'm not sorry. Right. So I shoved my hand in his mouth. I could feel the treat immediately. Now my arm, my hand was down his throat to like the middle of my forearm to give you guys a visual. So it was pretty, it was going down pretty far and he was still choking. And I, I was able to grab it. I went slow so I could make sure I had a grip on it and, or not push it down further. And I pulled it out. And of course the most disgusting part was that (laughs) I had slobber all over my wrist an arm and Cody was like, Oh, Hey, thanks for pulling that out. Oh, look, there's two more treats on the ground. (laughs) And he goes, he crunches the first two treats up and I pulled him back. You know, it was before he did it so fast before I could even get him away, but I got him away. So he didn't get the bigger piece. And I was like, Oh my God. And my reaction is I'm still very calm about the whole thing because I knew he was going to be fine because I was right there and I could pull it out. But the younger employee who handed it to him was very upset. I mean, almost on the verge of tears. And I was like, listen, he's okay. He's okay. Don't be upset. Don't be upset. And what I said to her, and if you are multitasking, if you're not paying attention, what I said to her, come back was just make sure you always ask the pet owner, dog owner first before you give any dog a treat. And if you do, and you get the permission, make sure that treat is tiny. Remember I said that in the beginning, make sure it's tiny because even a 250 pound dog could choke on something if it goes down the wrong way. So I'm always the the tinier, the better. And I know a lot of people already do this, but you might not know that, right? Maybe it's your first job in a, a pet store and you didn't know that. So, you know, that was the whole situation. The owner of the store was very upset. I'm like, it's okay, you guys, it's all okay. Look, he's fine. He's already wagging. Like, where's the next treat coming from? You know, I, they ended up helping me with giving me some paper towels and water to wash off my arm. I ended up going to the bathroom nearby and cleaning up the gross slobber from him. And the whole time he's happy go lucky, like nothing ever happened. Now, the situation could have been a lot worse. He could have choked on it and really choked, right? And maybe not came out of that. But what I want you guys to think about as pet store owners, as dog trainers, as anybody in the industry that is working with a pet is if you do not already have in place training procedures on how to give a dog a treat in your store, in your facility, what size of treat to give, how to hand it to them how to ask the person, I would say, ask the person, Hey, can your dog have a treat? And then hand it to the dog owner. That's also to protect your employees because some dogs are going to be way more overzealous for a treat, right? Than others, some are going to have your employees entire hand in their mouth, and that could lead to a different situation. So I want you guys to really think about putting into effect any kind of policies, training procedures on how to give a dog a treat, all the different things that you can do. Ask the pet parent, it can the dog have a treat? Can the dog have this type of treat? It contains these ingredients. You know, hand the treat to the pet parent. If that's not the case, make sure they know how to hand a treat. I always say give a treat in an open palm because a lot of people want to give it in their in their forefinger and their thumb or their pointer finger and their thumb and then the dog is jumping Getting the treat and biting the person's hand, not on purpose, just excited. So, put it in the palm of the hand or potentially just drop the treat in front of the dog on the floor could be the safest way to do it. The other way, of course, is give it to the pet parent. So, if you're not imp- already implementing these techniques in training your new employees, your old employees, having a refresher at least once a year, you really need to do so because it could have been really detrimental, right? My dog could have. I'm not even going to say it, but you know what I was going to say? He could have really choked and not came out of it and it could have been a big problem for the store owner and for the expo, right? For the people having at the uh putting on the expo. So, you know, just always make sure you're doing your due diligence with that. Another thing I would highly recommend any store owner, dog trainer, anything like that is if you have not already taken any kind of dog body language behavior courses, you need to take those and have your staff take those learning and understanding dog body language is such a huge thing because not everybody's in tune with every little nuance a dog will show you with their dog body language. Right. And then the third thing would be have them take a pet first aid and CPR class. They're offered online in person, usually everywhere you can look, they're happening. Um, But there is online so that you and your staff are well prepared for any kind of situation like that. And then again, I'll go back to making sure that it is a tiny treat. Dog trainers know dogs will work for the teeny tiniest treat when they're training them. So have that same kind of concept and idea in your mind when you're giving out any treats. As myself, as a vendor at Pet Expos in the past, I do not give dog treats out. I did it once. I had little dog treats in a bowl and a Labrador came over, was very excited and was like Marley, it was a yellow lab, knocked the whole bowl onto the floor and ate like five, six of the treats before I could, you know, get them. So I never give out dog treats anymore at a vendor booth. Now you might have a product that is actually a pet treat and you're, you know, trying to get people to learn about the treat. Just give them tiny pieces. I don't care what kind of treat it is. And I will also think that if any pet product manufacturer is listening to this, think about just making small treats. Dogs don't need ginormous dog treats. That's my opinion. I've worked with and known and used to bake my own dog treats. Um, No corn, no soy, no wheat. But make sure that you're just offering smaller dog treats. I think it's easier to give to dogs, to um, work with pets when you're training, all the things, and you'll never have that potential choking hazard with your own brand. So, those are my points for pet professionals. When it comes to pet parents, right? Dog parents in particular, when you're out and about with your dog, maybe you do like I do, and you bring your dog to the pet store, or you bring your dog to pet expos, or you're doing training, or maybe in the park or at the dog park, somebody is inevitably going to want to give your dog a treat because your cute dog is like, hey, wagging, wiggling. If you don't want your dog to have a treat from, you know, somebody you don't know, you can say the following things. You can say, oh, you know, he's on a diet. Thank you anyway. Or did my dog has allergies. Thanks a lot. That's okay. Or you can just say, no, thank you. Or you can say, oh, I have dog treats on me. Is basically what I do most of the time. Uh, because I, if I'm out with Cody, I always have a bag that has his dog treats in it. His super tiny dog treats. So you could say those things, right? Don't feel obligated to say, yes, I definitely want my dog to have a treat. I would also say to you, take a pet first aid and CPR class and learn about how to do the dog Heimlich remover, how to remove things from their mouth properly and safely and all of that, you know, and then be your dog's advocate. You don't have to say yes to getting a treat for your dog from somebody. Um, You always want to be your dog's advocate. We tend to want to be kind and nice and say, oh, sure, he can have a treat. Just say, oh, no, that's okay. I'm not really interested, especially to those new pet parents out there. Because as you're bringing your new puppy, your newly adopted dog um, out and about, you know, people are going to want to give your dog a treat, especially if you're going into pet stores. Um, The other thing that you can say to stand up for your dog is as the person is trying to give the treat or asking you, can your dog have a treat? Say, yes, thank you, but I will give it to him if you don't mind. And then you can handle the whole situation. This way, you know, if they're giving them too big of a treat or something you might not really give to them, you know, you have the control of it and you could say, thank you so much. I'm going to give it to them later, right? That's another thing that you can say, or you can just say no, (laughs) right? There's nothing wrong with that. So I've been in many different situations since Cody had those two incidences, Um, you know, we've been out and about, we've been to plenty of pet stores and events and stuff like that. And for a while, I was just saying no, you know, no to treats, I have treats. And then if it was somebody that I knew, and I knew they had a small treat, I would just say, hey, just make sure it's small. Um, And I have actually been back to my friend's pet store where the incident happened at a pet expo multiple times since then. He has had a couple of treats since then, but I told him just make sure they're small, or they handed it to me. So I have no, you know, um hard feelings or anything like that. It wasn't anything that anybody can control um, as far as Cody swallowing stuff whole, other than training your employees on how to handle situations when it comes to giving and offering a treat for a dog. To somebody listening, they might be like, well duh, you know, maybe you're in the industry 30 years and you know this, but you know, if you didn't know, now you know and hopefully you can apply safer practices in giving out treats and samples to pet parents, to the pets that come into your store, your facility, um, and make sure that you guys are breaking those treats up into really tiny pieces. I hope that this has helped. I think it's just really important to have those safety protocols in your training business, your retail store grooming, and making sure that you are training your employees to also have those safety procedures in place. So if something happens, they know how to handle it. Or my favorite thing, They'll never have it happen because they are informed and educated about it, um, and it will prevent anything like that from ever happening. I know this was a little longer solo episode for my normal episodes, but I just wanted to give you guys a lot of information about this. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. You can Go to our website, AmericanPetProfessionals.com, and you can contact me through there. Um, Or you can find us on Instagram. I would love to hear if you have any similar stories as a pet professional or a pet parent, or if you're already putting out a lot of training um, safety protocol out there for your businesses that you want to share with us, because I would love to be um, able to know that. All right, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and keep it safe out there for the pets coming into your store and for the pet parents. Make sure you're always advocating and standing up for your pets. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. Please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guests and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Wanna know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, Pet Pros, until our next show, Take care and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.